back. Welcome back to But Makeup Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and my co-host Chingai. Hey Chingai, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I woke up from a glorious nap, but I think both of us are half awake now, so I guess apologies to <laughs> listeners in advance if we zone out a bit. It's it's you know Sunday evening and uh, it's time for naps. <laughs> Ah, uh, there we go. Our first one. All right. We're back with another special episode of our recap of the back six or seven episodes of When Calls the Heart Season 8. It's good that we're over that hump. It's been a crazy season, a COVID one, a COVID shot season, and we're just happy to have them back in our lives. And it seems like we're getting a season nine. We did get the announcement from Erin Krako after the season eight finale where she does her oh and guess what we're back i never doubted it what are your thoughts on the season so far the season wasn't as explosive i think as last year's just because they really played up the love triangle last year and this season's just seemed like they were just delaying (laughs) things like everyone just wanted to get to the you know to the to the nathan lucas thing but then they just kept like peppering this this season with different different plot plot twists and whatnot it's over and we got the resolution that we've been waiting for so yeah, yeah. We'll talk. i wonder what's gonna happen next <laughs> i season. know i wonder how they're going to <laughs> make this stretch this even further but before we dive into our top 10 favorite or i don't know if we're gonna call our favorite moments top 10 moments from the second half of the one calls our season eight we wanted to share some Hallmark happy thoughts. And they have a similar theme, Chingai and I, our, our happy thoughts. It revolves around the upcoming season of Summer Nights. Chingai, what are you excited about? I'm still on a When Calls the Heart. <laughs> Air quotes, hi. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy to see that uh, Rosemary and... Oh my god, what's his name? Kevin Smith. <laughs> Rosemary and... I'm just happy that Pascal and Kevin Smith have a movie upcoming in Summer Nights. I, I like seeing them like out of the costumes and just in, in modern day. I mean, they're not like the sexiest couple, I'd say. Like They're more like mom and dad. <laughs> but I, I, I want to see them. I want to see them traipsing around Hawaii. Yeah. Because I can. And it's Hawaii. So how can you even get mad yeah. at that? Excited for that. I am also excited for You Had Me at Aloha. I'm also looking forward to, I'm a bit scared, but I hope it doesn't go too badly. Sand Dollar Cove, or at least it's called Sand Dollar Cove right now on Wiki, starring Chad Michael Murray and Ali Michalka. I like Chad. He's a hit or miss sometimes <laughs> with Hallmark movies. He's been more miss than yeah, hit for yeah, me. Yeah, so, so I hope, I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope he delivers. And I like Ali Michalka from um, when she was on iZombie. So excited to see her in the Hallmark universe. I think this is the first time I'm seeing her in the Hallmark universe, or at least that I remember. So I hope she becomes a staple because she's quite cool and like I always am looking for fresh faces. Summer Nights wasn't super memorable for me last year so i'm hoping that with them getting better at shooting now that you know people are (laughs) getting vaccinated i I hope that things things are better this year fingers crossed fingers crossed for summer nights Uh, give us something good i mean we all know we need it all right let's dive into our top 10 moments from the second half of season eight of when calls a heart 
Starting at number 10, wouldn't call this a favorite moment. In fact, I kind of wish this moment didn't happen because we wasted a shit ton of time on it. We have all the drama around Elizabeth being a teacher and losing her school license and the town rallying around her. So we have the new family coming into the town, the pastor, the now pastor and his wife and their blind she's blind right yeah their blind daughter mm-hmm. and their son and how somehow elizabeth is just equipped to teach this blind child despite <laughs> never of course she is. is despite never having had this being brought up no seeding whatsoever you'd think they had eight seasons pepper in the chat the special skill they did not. I am like. She just knew how to do right? real, right? She just, she just it's knew. Kind of yeah. bananas. I mean, we know Elizabeth is the ultimate prairie woman, and clearly she can do no wrong. But I don't know. I just found this entire plotline to be unnecessarily dramatic, and just like the mom of the daughter, obviously being like, "I will pull my daughter out. I don't want her to get hurt." And I'm like, guys, no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't. This feels like a, a TV movie. Like, if, if When Calls the Heart, like The Good mm. Witch, if, if it had, like, spin-off movies, then this would be a good one-off. But Like, like a Halloween for, special. For, yeah, yeah, for it to be in the series, it's just a drag. Yeah, no, this felt like an unnecessary addition. Sorry, it's not even the family. The family's not bad. They're, they're not bad. I like, I like Minnie, but yeah, just not the best mm-hmm. integration. So we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Speaking of things that we noted but aren't, really tickling us i did have to mention henry so we find out he has a son i mean i guess he has a life other than like him stirring trouble (laughs) in people's businesses and the saloon and whatnot he has a son and his son's trouble because he doesn't fall far from the apple does not fall far from the tree and then a diversion now they're no longer involved in oil or maybe they are but i just don't remember they're now involved in like real estate drama that i i know nothing about this honestly like when when this plot line happens and in several episodes it does i just totally tune out so there's just something going on with the land and property and rosemary's niece who was in for like a couple of episodes had some like she was like, hooking up with with Henry's son and hooking up in when calls the heart terms and and yeah that that I think they were trying to infuse some like youth into the uh, show what with like Clara and Jesse being married yeah. but he went away she went away can they just stay away so that that's that <laughs> I hope so I don't think so though I think they're going to bring them back which I hate with oh, a passion man. because I'm all for new faces heck we love new faces Fiona will talk about her in a bit but this niece and son and like Henry deserves better I want Henry to have a love life I guess that's my wish list for next season uh, we can pepper our wish list along the way because clearly they were trying to spice up Henry's life and this is not the way that's how you make Henry a more interesting character just give him give him a love an age appropriate love interest or a non-age appropriate love interest. or an age inappropriate uh-huh. love interest as we suggested exactly. before <laughs> I mean I'm all for that Fiona um, Henry uh, secret love affair mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> at number 8 of things we noted in the season 8 uh, of One Calls a Heart we have more drama from Bill and like whatever Mountie business he had. <laughs> I know that one called the heart is built on the premise of Mounties and how we're supposed to revere them and 
all that jazz. The only bright spot I have to this is it's actually nice to see Jack in his Mountie uniform. Like, oh, he wore one. Like, he looks, anyone looks good in that red surge. And it is proven by the fact that Bill put it on. It's like, wow, that's that's new. And Kevin Smith, it's Kevin Smith's character's name. Oh my God, Rosemary. <laughs> this is proof of how much of a sleeper this season has been. <laughs> we can't even remember Kevin Smith's name. No, we know it. We know it. We know it. <laughs> Rosemary misses. Okay, guys, we're not gonna Google this. It'll have to hit us before the end of this episode. The point is, Kevin Smith's character cried on the red surge as well, and he too looked good in it. So I'm like, even if like a bit, you know, popping from the belly, which is kind of cute. I-, I really liked it. So I don't know what happened with the Mountie drama. I just know that he had to give back or surrender his surge. I will, however, note that I did appreciate that finally he is acknowledging the existence of Molly who has been giving him the sweet eyes for this entire season. And I have to give it to the girl because she is shooting her shot. And finally, at the end of it, he invites her to coffee or something like that. And threw her a bone. I hope she is not settling. She deserves better. But Bill's a bad guy, and I want to see more. I just, I don't know if Bill has time <laughs> for love in his life. He's, like, doing ev- everything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he, like, runs the town, runs the cafe. That's true is a Mountie and, like, solves crime or something. Yeah. Like, how, how, how does he do all these things? Amazing time management skills. That I'd like to know. Yeah, exactly. Bill, start <laughs> yeah. a self-help class of how to manage time because clearly you're very, very good at it. A Skillshare by Bill <laughs> class. Okay, moving on to things that make us happy. We have Fiona here, and she's just getting more of a an arc this season with a barbershop and well yeah they're trying to pair her up with Mike and they're they're showing how much of a modern woman she is by you know not really caring what other people think and yes let's dance and you know do do things less conventionally I guess she doesn't have like a stick up her ass about things which is great I just wish that she could subvert even more and and have a thing with with an older man <laughs> Or, or go for someone else. There's nothing wrong with Mike, yeah. okay? There, there's nothing wrong with Mike, but there are so many other people in the town that she could have, like, amazing chemistry and, like, more interesting storylines with. Ahem, That's Nathan. All. Ahem. We all know you guys mm-hmm. are dating in real life. Why not just put it on the show as well? Give the fans what they want. Nathan, obviously, this is my wish for season 8. If she doesn't end up with Henry, she needs to end up with Nathan. No offense to Mike. She is a much bigger character than Mike. I'm not trying to hate on him. He's a lovely, lovely fellow. But mm, yeah, Nathan yeah. needs a girl. And there's no point bringing in a new girl because we'll just hate her. So why not match him with a girl we actually like? Just Fiona. We've solved the problems, guys. And when they do, when they do have scenes together... Maybe this is just us yeah. and our wishful thinking and our standing, but I, I feel, I do feel, I feel <laughs> that they, they, look, they work well on screen. And we called it before yes. they came out with a relationship. Yes. So, you know, come yes, on. Guys, we're writing this for you already. Just take our notes. All right. And finally, uh, number six of the things we actually were kind of interested in this season. We have, speaking mm-hmm. of Nathan, <sighs> Nathan had so much drama this fucking season. He was annoying as hell. There were times when I was just like, and I love Nathan, guys. This comes from a place of love, wherein I'm like, give Nathan something that is not annoying. Stop pushing your way towards things you aren't supposed to be in, <clears throat> Elizabeth. But what I did appreciate was his storyline with Ali. 
the Ali Nathan relationship is one of the sweetest relationships on the show because it's just so pure. He really just does want to do well by her, and he did by finally adopting her. And of course, scheming little Ali, I love her so much. Pretending to invite so many people to her adoption ceremony only to invite Elizabeth there. Not liking Lucas anymore, supposedly, for a while because why does Elizabeth like Lucas and not Nathan? And just like like being a teenager and asking these hard questions that Nathan clearly is not equipped to answer but was trying his best to. So I really think that she is such a lovely addition because she's just going to get older and older. And she's kind of a tomboy now. But then we see more love interest because we saw her at the initial part of the season. Uh, having a thing with Robert, and then she's like, yeah, no, I'm over that, whatever. Moving on, and now we kind of see her with a slightly dorkier guy named Paul, who is Florence's kid, and that was interesting, and out of left field, and also like, all right, which kind of made it a mini love triangle, because now Robert is like, what about me, and you know, um, but all in a wholesome, friendly, um, child way, so not, nothing creepy, annoying, which is nice, so... Yeah, Ali. I think I think I think it's hilarious that we call this like a love interest. <laughs> They're like what 12, <laughs> 11. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, they they do add like a lot of freshness to the series cuz you know, we're, we're concentrating on the older characters. We got to balance that out. And you're right. Nathan, for the most part, was like one of the most annoying things about this season, and it was so good to see him like in the way we're supposed to see him as a good mm. person, and and that came through with the adoption moving forward. And they do anytime they have scenes together, and you know, Patty and I hate having like kids <laughs> as the as a foil you know, center yeah. of, but. Anytime they're together and like walking in the woods or you know whatever, they're they're just so pure and so delightful. Exactly, and thus again, my wish list for Nathan next season is that he really does hook up with Fiona because Fiona would be such a good role model to Ali as well. She's a modern woman. She would. Uh, they would be slightly friendly. You know, she doesn't need a mom, mom. Like she already, and she hates the seriousness of Nathan. So it would really balance Nathan's rigidity with Fiona's freewheeling character, and I just think it would be so much. It would bring so much to to the show and to their little family unit. Like, you don't need to get bogged down with baby Jack, dude. You don't need responsibility. You yeah. know, can I just say, stop calling him baby <laughs> Jack. Like, like, big Jack's gone. He's been gone for, like, a really long time. Just stop calling him baby Jack or little Jack. Just call him Jack. That's his name. Baby Jack. That's his <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't remember. I will try my best. All right. And when we're back, we'll recap the top five moments from season eight of When Calls the Heart. See you then. And welcome back to But Make It Hallmark, our second When Calls the Heart special, wrapping up season eight's top five moments. One of my favorite things about this season was how much time they spent on Florence and Molly's friendship. Mm. These two people have been side characters for the longest time. They deserve their day in the sun. And I just think it, it's so nice to show how these women are like there for each other with like the loaning of the dress for the wedding and just helping each other out and them going through a renewed zest for life and love and romance in their older years. I think this appeals to a large part of the Hallmark audience myself included it just shows that you know life does not end when your first husband passes away <laughs> there's so many other things to look forward to and i feel like this is just like 
Yes to friendship. Yes, yes to female friendship. Yeah? Uh, I, I agree completely. I know that homework is homework because of romance and all that. But there are some relationships that are clearly the backbone of the show. And Florence and Molly have been there for so long. It's just so nice to get them highlighted a bit more. And I also like how it's, I mean, I don't feel like it's forced. Seeing them, you know, I like their little girl group now with Fiona in the barbershop salon. And, and seeing them suddenly bond, like not exactly the trio or whatever who I, I thought would be like close, but it was nice. It's nice to see them come in. And yeah, Faith sometimes joining in there. We didn't forget about her. We know Faith exists. There is an erasure for our reason here. But it's just <laughs> nice to champion female friendships. And it really is their time in the sun. So I hope we see more of it. It's- it feels very modern, like Sex and the City, mm. when Coastal <laughs> style, like just, just you know, the girls hanging out. <laughs> Who's the Samantha? I mean, who is the Samantha? Who has been paired with the most boys? Uh, Elizabeth. Yes, there we go. We get our Samantha. Charlotte would be. Uh, I mean, technically, Pascal would be the Samantha, right? Because the most like yeah, modern yeah, yeah. woman, and the practical. Technically, Elizabeth is like a. I mean, she would be Carrie just because she's the lead, right? And she has all the monologues. And then Fiona's Fiona's Miranda, Miranda, very like modern woman, which would make who would be Charlotte? (laughs) I mean, technically, everyone can be a Charlotte, but I guess it would be. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to yeah. give this more let's, thought. Let's give more thought to who who do you guys think should be Charlotte if we were going to Sex in the City up when calls the heart. Interesting. Interesting. But we'll get back to you guys mm-hmm. on that. But yeah, more friendship please from Florence and Molly. Speaking of Florence, guys, we had another wedding at number four. This season's wedding. It seems like every season we have a wedding, which I love. I'm all for it. We have the most gorgeous Florence glow up ever marrying Ned Yost. We have a, a little scare, health scare first there where he proposes to her at his like semi quasi deathbed, not really. And then we have all that drama around the health, and then oh, he's okay. And then suddenly, marry me. And then he's getting cold feet. And then he has a daughter. The daughter doesn't want him to marry her. And then this, she, she's there anyway. And she's, she doesn't like any hairstyle. She doesn't like any dress. And it was really sweet <laughs> of Molly to give her the dress that she bought that was really expensive to lure Bill into her clutches. But then it was really sweet. The, what uh, Clara and Rosemary did for... Oh, Clara would be Charlotte. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> it was a beautiful wedding. I was not annoyed with... Because the last wedding it was Clara Jessie. I was not pro that wedding. So this was an interesting wedding. I'm happy Ned Yost also got more moments in the sun this season. I hope they show more of the Ned-Florence relationship. Because they were actually quite cute in the romance. And how they would always get interrupted in the general store whenever someone would walk in. And so he put a bell on the door. Like, I can't believe I memorized these details about a, med- a slightly blossom son. <laughs> They were such a highlight for me that I actually remember moments from them. That doorbell thing so that they would know if someone was coming in because they didn't want to get disturbed. That's so adorable. Cute. I, love mm-hmm. love. I know they're not that old, but just like a slightly more mature love. So guys, next season, Henry. Just like, after they got married, Florence just like bloomed yeah. into this woman with her hair. And yeah, 
this was such a good addition to the season, and we forgot certain characters. We can't even remember Kevin <laughs> Smith's name, but we remember so much about this. So, this is up on the list. If there's any reason, I mean, there's gonna be one big reason to watch this season, but this this is a close second. <laughs> Oh wait, oh my gosh, you know okay. what I forgot also and it's not on this list what? at all? The fact that Rosemary is now an editor-in-chief of a newspaper. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! <laughs> well, I think we had reasons for forgetting yeah, no that. Because a lot happened yeah, in that yeah, yeah. episode. Okay, forgive us, forgive us. Mm-hmm. It's okay, we'll move on, we'll move on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> on the things that we would rather forget but i think it's like a it's a pretty important uh device in this season the whole nathan and jack drama so we left off the first half of this season like thing they were we weren't sure if there was something going on with jack's death and nathan being involved and they they like dragged mm. this over a couple of episodes until we finally find out that no he didn't have a hand in jack's death but he was there and he was the reason jack died and and then and then i just didn't pay attention to the rest of that because like number one jack's been gone for a long time and yes of course he was her husband and she's still grieving over his his unexpected demise but we just don't want to see we want happy things <laughs> We we want our conflicts to be happy, happy conflicts. Not none of this, none of these things that make Nathan more annoying. Because we love Nathan, we don't like hating on Nathan. But they just gave us so many reasons to be annoyed with him all throughout. And this is like number one, the whole thing with him keeping secrets from Elizabeth. And, the, and like, just why didn't he just say? something when there was nothing to trouble themselves over anyway i support you completely because i want to root for nathan every step of the way i could not this season and obviously leave it to the writers of one calls the heart to put him in a bad light so that we would all just magically gravitate towards the other choice they didn't have to do that i kind of wish they gave nathan a bit more of equal footing because that would be an actual title fight instead they were trying so hard to make us not like him that it felt like it wasn't even like an actual victory for the winner who we'll talk about in a bit but it's okay i'm sure nathan will get his day in the sun next season hopefully otherwise he still has heartland to hopefully get his happily ever after he's, he's kind of half he's half there and heartland season is over too yeah. so kevin mcgarry you need a movie yeah. you, need, you need us to you need to win us exactly. back <laughs> Um, I'm just going to take a really quick break to tell you that I finally remembered, as you were monologuing, I finally remembered <laughs> Kevin Smith's character's name. His name is Lee Coulter. <gasps> it hit okay, me. the fact that we forgot his name is, Lee is nothing, not, has nothing to do with Kevin Smith. We, we love, love Kevin, Kevin Smith. We love Kevin. We're just really sleepy right now, but yeah, now that you've, you've figured it out, I, I'm completely Yeah, awake. now I'm awake and we can do the show again from the beginning. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> at number two, because I finally remembered Lee Coulter's name, we have all the fucking drama between Rosemary Coulter, Mrs. Lee Coulter, and <laughs> I'm never going to stop saying his name now, and Elizabeth Thornton. Okay, unpopular opinion, Elizabeth was so fucking annoying this season. I don't know how Lucas and Nathan were just so in love with her this season because she was kind of insufferable to me. She's had better days, I have to say. This was not a season for her, for me, at least. And so having her feud with her best friend, Rosemary, 
who has been on her side all this time over the stupidest reasons. I can't even remember the reason why they're feeding. I think it had something to do with her perceiving that Rosemary was supporting Nathan when she had already said that I've made a choice and so on and so forth. Girl, get your... Her best friend who has a life aside from babysitting baby Jack. (laughs) Big Jack. Uh, Yeah, no. The way she treats Rosemary is just so cast aside. It's like there's no prioritization. She should take hints from how Florence and Molly support each other because that is the friendship model. She she did Rosemary dirty this season and that really annoyed me most of all. Yeah, yeah, she's the Mary Sue perfect character. We all love her and we're all rooting for her to get the best guy. I like Aaron Krako so much. I really do. But the Elizabeth Thornton character this season was so freaking annoying. Unpopular opinion. She was like, malcontent. I mean, what more do you want, what girl? More? What more? <laughs> what more do you want? And, and like, you... Oh my god, it's like, I didn't realize how angry I was. Like, you parading <laughs> that you can do Braille <laughs> I mean, fix your friendships. Yeah. Fix your love life first. I mean, she's lucky that, you know, she Lucas agreed to be <laughs> trailing along <laughs> this whole entire time. Like, after she's been going through this insufferable drama with Nathan and, and her best friend. Oh, so sorry, you <gasps> had to get it out. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let us move on to the payoff of the century. Elizabeth finally, thank God, made her choice. She decided that she loves Nathan, but loves him like a friend. Ouch. Ouch. And she's in love with Lucas. Which I am, which we everyone are. is. After like, oh my god, he went through Everything. hell this season, and he did not give up. She wanted to take it slow. He took it slow. She wanted time. He gave her time. She wanted to be an author. He gave her a way in. Right? He gave her everything. I mean, what? What? He had nothing left to give. So thank God she she said yes and they had that date with the candles again. We thought she was going to give him a lap dance. I know. I honestly thought she was going to give him a lap dance. I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, that's the inner Samantha coming <laughs> I have to say, to the most patient man, he deserves the prize. I mean, is she really a prize? I don't know, whatever. Sure. Is, is she? she? Is she though? <laughs> I, I was dying with like Kilig and like all the feels. When she finally is like, was like, hey, are you going home? And then she's like, yeah. He's like, oh, can I, can I drive you home or something? He goes, no, I think I want to like be seen with you in public. She didn't say that, obviously. And he took her hand and they held hands in public and walked. And I almost like, <laughs> like even more than the kiss. Like the kiss was amazing and that Hallmark did not scrim. There was lots of kissing. There was two times kissing. We had the buildup because we had the kissing. We had the ooh, I think I'm going to kiss you in, like, the library when she was feeling bad. And no, he just sat down next to her, in his mm-hmm. office, I think. And she's like, oh, no, you're going to kiss me. I better, you better leave because I know you want me to wait. So, like, what a nice guy. So we had that. And then finally, they had the holding hands. And then finally, she gets, like, chosen. And then they walk. <laughs> it's just, I can't. This was good job, Hallmark, for giving us the payoff we deserve because you've been waiting way too long for this. Like we feel, we feel Lucas's pain for after how how many seasons we've been waiting for this, and just thank God they gave us what we wanted. I mean, I'm sorry to the Nathan fans, but really, there's more in store for him. I can just feel it, like a better match for him. 
<laughs> what are our hopes for Elizabeth and Lucas next season? Well, I hope they don't fucking break up. That's what I hope. <laughs> I was actually scared that, that something would happen at the end and they'd just like, botch this up again. I don't know. Do you think they're going to get married no. already? Is no, that too, too soon? soon? They're going to wait another season. It's season is that, season is that 10. A season that's 10 a season 10 thing. thing. That's going to be oh, like the big okay. season 10. Next, um, uh, I'm sure they're going to bring up a lot of like, ooh, Lucas has a crazy past. An ex-girlfriend will come Lucas's back for past. sure. The father will come. Like, all of these things. Oh, maybe her book. Her, her book. book will... I mean, he's got to meet her family, right? Like, the sisters haven't been around in a while. Her parents. Oh, and now this guy's rich, right? So, I don't know if he's rich new money or rich old money. So that, those are, like, all the possible problems that will happen in season 9. Which we can't wait to see, to be honest. So, here we go again with the long wait. Excited for the Christmas episode. I hope they have one. Or I don't know if they'll have one, but I'm excited for that. Did we? We didn't have we one did last COVID, year, And we're still in it. But hopefully yeah. for the better, so... Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right. And when we're back, guys, for what? We're going to have a f- Mary kill? Yeah, we will. See you in a bit. And we're back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. Thanks for sticking around, guys, on our recap of season eight, the back half of season eight of When Calls the Heart. We're so excited for season nine next year. Oh, my goodness. And before we oh, end gosh. this special episode, we just wanted to do a special edition of F*** Mary Kill. I know we did it last time. We had our season uh, 8 recap. And we're, you're like, what? How can you do it again? Well, we have a little spin to it. So let's start. And we'll give it to you in a bit. We'll start with our kill. We are unanimous in our votes this uh, F*** Mary Kill. So No questions. Uh, yeah. Shingai, do you want to kick off our kill? I mean, going off on our on our very long rant from a while ago, we're we're killing Elizabeth. We're killing the heart of when calls the heart, just because she was she was unbearable this season. Sorry, Lucas, you can have us in, in instead. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, girl, you are so lucky that you're the lead because honestly, who would kill you if you were it? So, yeah, killing you. We don't care. Sorry. Let's move on. Bring in a new teacher that knows Braille from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who are we gonna fuck this season? Okay, so this is another no-brainer. You guys know our love for Fiona. Yeah, Modern Fiona, woman. Also, Fiona's she'd be the only it. one willing. <laughs> She'd be the only one willing to fuck us because she's that much of a modern woman. That's right. That's, right. That, that's what they do in San Francisco. That's what they do in San Francisco. They wear the pants and ride motorcycles and fuck girls and guys. She's fluid. I love it. I love Fiona. She seems like fun. Feels like she could open up like an open relationship. Oh my God. She should have an open relationship with both Nathan and Henry. Boom. How's that for progress and hope well? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fiona carrying the banner for all of us. Fiona for Prez. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, uh, when we're ready to get serious, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're that. moving from fucking around to marrying. And again, unanimous. I mean, who else? Who, who else is better? <laughs> At the Mary, at the marrying van, Rosemary Col- Coulter. We know her name now. Yeah, Rosemary's arc has not always been happy, right? She had the, the baby trauma, trying to get pregnant, having to deal with like 
when she first joined, you were kind of annoyed with her because she was Jack's she ex. She's Jack's ex. Ah, oh my God, what a horrible introduction for her. That sold her short. But being with Lee, we've mentioned this before, they are a gorgeous couple and they're just so entertaining to watch. And even as she was, like, him supporting her and becoming an editor-in-chief, him just supporting her, Rosemary has been also supporting Lee all throughout. So their partnership is great. Rosemary is steady. I can't believe I'm saying that, especially from how she was first introduced. So mm-hmm. great character arc. Great actress. Pascal Hutton is amazing. She was good. Rosemary steady. Everyone needs steadiness. She will take care of us. We will take care of her. It will be a great marriage. We and love you, Rosemary. She's very interesting. Like, she doesn't stop at being Lee's wife. Like, she would never, right? She, she never. constantly has interests and, and passions from the acting to the... To the now, like running the running the paper, she doesn't yeah. stop. So she she's an admirable lady, and we would definitely be down to marry her. Like Rose from the Titanic. Like you know when 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 Jack died, she was like, I, I I'm I'm gonna like ride horses and stuff. Like she wanted to be like <laughs> Rosemary. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you say I do to us, Rosemary, because we say I do to you. And with that, we want to thank everyone for joining us on our Season 8 recap of When Calls the Heart. We will be back in a couple weeks to do, I think, is it Summer Nights already or something else? We don't know, but we'll be back in a couple weeks. In the meantime, do follow us on our socials at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at Put Make It Hallmark on Instagram. We post lots of stupid, funny watch-alongs of the stuff we're watching and we'd love to hear thoughts from you guys any thoughts suggestions movies you want us to feature do let us know and we'll get on that thanks again chingai thank you patty thanks everyone see you next time bye